morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Desi Sportscast. And the football show is back. Uh, yeah, after the uh, grueling ISL season, we had nobody and I needed a bit of a break just to patch our breath, uh, get some time off to do other things, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it's good to be back with the football show. Um, and um, just before we get into the show, huge, huge thanks for all the downloads and the support we're getting on the podcast. So really appreciate that. I'm glad it's growing. And uh, more importantly, I hope you continue enjoying the show. Any feedback you have will be most, most welcome. Um, but let's get to the main man. Nevin, good afternoon to you. Or, or It's almost yeah. good evening. How are you, my friend? Yeah. All good, all good. It's been a it's been a long break for us, uh, but good to be back here and talking football. Well, I, I think I had the break, but I'm not sure you did. Um, how have you spent your past uh, couple of weeks? I think uh, you know me quite well now, so I think my idea of a break is also working. So I I don't think I can imagine a state. I'm I'm like a fish, I think I keep, like a shark. I need to keep moving forward, I guess. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know how to sum up the last, uh, I, I don't know how to sum up March. It's been very eventful, like, uh, I mean, we've discussed this in, in the past, but um, in terms of job change and, you know, jumping into a project. I, I, I So, for the listeners, I was part of this project called Happy Arno, which literally means, are you happy in Malayalam? And uh, it is roughly based around a French movie. Um, uh, it's, it's called Chronicles of the Summer. And in that summer, the, the, the filmmakers and a couple of sociologists, they went around France asking, are you happy? And they documented the responses and, you know, that was a good enough sort of a reflection of France's vote back then. So we also did something similar in terms of uh, jumping onto a car, uh, driving the entire, uh, the entire state from the northernmost uh, state of Canada to the southernmost in three weeks time. And we, we asked the same question and we tried to, you know, uh, juxtapose that with the Kerala elections, the assembly elections that's happening, that has already happened here. So it was a very eventful uh, journey, uh, driving through different kind of terrains, uh, sometimes even without a break. Um, the COVID scare is still there. So that's that's there in the, in the back of the mind, meeting a lot of people, learning a lot of new stories. And I have to say, I've come back very inspired and I'm looking forward to doing really new things because I think this was that, um, what do you say, um, paradigm shift in my approach as well as a journalist. I'm like, I've always been hesitant in doing these things. I mean, I know the uh, in the exterior, I do come across as a very adventurous journalist, but the truth is there are apprehensions within me as well. So to have done this and to have driven the entire state, to have experienced so many cultures, uh, one thing is for sure, I really enjoy what I do and I need to be going out there, meeting people and telling stories. So hopefully in the next few months, you can see more exciting projects coming your way. And it sounds incredible. Have you done anything like this before? For a start, uh, have you traveled your state as much as you've done in the past few weeks? No, not even close. Also, because you know me, I am a guy who's very lazy when it actually comes to traveling. I don't like, you know, moving my uh, my body. I want to go sit somewhere, plant myself looking at the sea or looking at the mountains and drinking tea. That's that's my idea for vacation. So I travel mostly due to work and my vacations are just sitting somewhere, maybe in an exotic location, but sitting still. So this was incredible because uh, uh, this was a lot of travel. If you, um, even today, I can't believe the fact that I completed all this um, immense pressure because we were also trying to you know put out a lot of work we were trying to we were literally chasing a deadline as well the elections was our target and uh, it's not like we had a lot of time to prepare it was a very instantaneous decision to just jump and go do this so all in all uh, yeah in terms of, i've never traveled for the the questions answer is i've never traveled this much and uh, i'm happy i did uh, and i think this will be the start of uh, more dynamic journalism, if I can use that, because I think it sort of helps that, uh, you know, modern technology and our equipment sort of allows us to tell stories from like sort of on the go. You don't have to come back to your place, you know, list out what all you've learned, because I think the memory is fresh when you try to do it 
at that location. So when you come back, you forget the little little things. So hopefully, I, I I really enjoyed it. So I I want to keep doing more. And I know, um, and listeners and viewers will know the quality of your work through the um, episodes you've done, not only your own channel, Kalpant, but also the uh, Premier League. It's in, it, we know it'll be incredible to watch because of um, uh, your talent in editing and uh, putting together a story. Uh, did your own state surprise you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God, yes. Uh, in so many in ways. In a nice way? In a nice and in a sad way. It's a, it's a mixed bag. It's like that. It's a bag of chocolates, like uh, Forrest Gump's mother said. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. So, uh, uh, in terms of uh, hap- it's the positive side is that, uh, you know, despite the overarching arcing politics that, you know, has sort of enveloped our nation and I think the entire world, we've, we've seen a very polarized um, sort of politics taking over the world. I, I know you can relate that in Britain. I'm sure people in America relate everywhere. I mean, it's it's either this or that. There's no in between. But it was refreshing to know there are a lot of people in between. They're confused. Their problems are um, not something that is related to who's in power. Uh, we met a bunch of kids whose uh, biggest problem was the fact that they couldn't modify their vehicles. That is their biggest concern. Or you know, little little things where they're like, wow, you know. We, we were thinking, you know, they're going to be like uh, saying, oh, no, how did they, you know, do this or do that? And here you are a bunch of kids who are like, you know, um, uh, brother, we're really up, upset by the fact that we can't modify our vehicle. So, um, so many fun stories and um, so many stories of, you know, togetherness. Despite this, um, you know, if you look at the TV, you'll think that, you know, Muslims and Hindus hate each other, Christians and Muslims hate each other. That's not true. There's a lot of love still existing within these uh, society so that was very nice to watch and understand and you know feel calmer like hey this exists you know mm. so families we met with like one person who's right wing the other person who's left wing and they're married and they're happy together and they don't have problems wow. with each yeah so many of these so that, that was nice uh, definitely the, the upside of it or the downside of it is the fact that uh, we did uh, traverse to the margins of the state so in terms of northernmost or uh, in the Western Guards, the coast. I somehow feel this uh, this Kerala model that we keep talking about of you know having great indicators of mm-hmm. or Western countries in terms of education, in terms of sex ratio and everything. Yeah. Somehow not missing in these regions. And there's nobody to talk about it. Um, the people have sort of given up hope. People are resorting. People are thinking maybe going the right wing path is the only way out for them. And you can't blame them. They've had multiple governments ignoring them, so they're thinking maybe a third party or maybe you know going the the communal route is. Uh, them. I'm nobody to judge, you know, because we are all sitting here in the city with all the privileges to you know say, oh no, we can't you know afford to have this or that. Their 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 issue is quite different and uh, unfortunately the people tapping into these margins are also I mean they're also there for political interest and not necessarily due to you know genuine the of the yeah. community. so exactly so um, that that is a that is an issue but it is not for me to go and judge mm. it's for these parties to you know understand the problem and do something about it or I mean, it, it's their lives, it's their battle against poverty. Who are we to sit here and say, oh, you shouldn't go that path or you shouldn't go this way. So that was a little sad to see, but I hope, I hope our videos also have made at least a, minister, a small impact and, you know, political parties are watching, people in power are watching and hopefully, just like we do with football, hopefully like the like the football CEOs, there are also political party leaders watching these videos and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully some impact is there. I know we're digressing and we're talking about your past few weeks, but it's one of those journeys that um, down the years you're going to remember because it's, um, I was going to say once in a lifetime, but it won't be. But you know what I mean by when I say that uh, experience. And it's good that some really positive stories came out. When you looked at the bigger picture and you hit, you, you referenced the UK, Europe and America, but it's good to see in the ground the positive stories are there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I and I hope it, it continues, and I hope they have a 
they have a space for you know that love and that togetherness to grow and i hope political parties understand that you know despite their own personal interest or their party's interest it has to be people's interest first and we are mm. a state a country known for enjoying the diversity existing in that diversity we can't afford to lose that and i think that's the biggest takeaway of this journey as well and um, the other thing is that it's inspired you in terms of your next projects it's given yes. you yes yes um, i mean i there is nothing for me to announce per se but uh, i've got a uh, i don't know how, how i can show you i've got a big uh, whiteboard here and that's just now completely filled with markers uh, you know messages saying this is what i should do this is what i can do um i'm looking at maps on what i can you know travel i'm hoping to i, I mean the, the idea is as radical as even hitching um goods trucks lorries and traveling across kerala and sort of uh, also doing uh, a, a football related story in conflict zones and things like that so awesome awesome and um the project you've just finished uh, where can people see it it's there on instagram it's there on twitter uh, it's there technically on youtube as well but we're not really regular on youtube so we just uploaded everything and just let it be there but i think instagram is called happy arno underscore uh, or on twitter it's called happy arno that's spelled h a p p y double a n o so that is a project we there will be a larger documentary coming out as well where we are going to like um you know compress all the entire journey into like 30 40 minutes and so the people can just uh, people can understand what we went through i think that's that's more important uh, our own personal journeys and what we learned from the entire fantastic and like i said uh, earlier people who know um nevin's work through the channels that i mentioned earlier and the amazing videography that he produces check this out and uh, the other positive news is there's another project coming that's on the whiteboard uh, that's coming together so that's uh, more good news um but also I, I, it's not one project though i can see nine projects oh so, my goodness yeah so let's see what are really happening so you're not setting your goals small the big goals nine projects <laughs> that's good good you know me right I, i i don't even think i can do one project at a time i have to be like involved in three things at a time at least so <laughs> you're a restless person but that's a good journalist yeah. that's a very very good journalist that's uh, always looking uh, for stories and um, putting them out there so fantastic um check that out on instagram happy anna and um we'll uh, hopefully talk about as these projects come to light as well in the future but also while you were um, traveling through your beautiful state obviously some football did happen and um, yeah. the biggest for your state was the win of gokulam in the i league uh, going into the final stages because it was a different tournament they were middle of the table uh, i think churchill brothers were the favorites they had a big points gap but your your state team came back with wins after wins after wins to take away uh, incredible victory in the i league how, how did that go down in the state uh i mean definitely happy that the uh, post durand cup there's another title that's come to kerala so it's sort of um, establishing kerala as a firm power in uh, in the football once again so that's that's definitely nice um i personally felt a little sad for chosen brothers because i thought they were, uh, if you look at the entire season they were the more consistent mm. performers but uh, the malayali in me the, the the caroline me is like very elated by the fact that we won a trophy after a long long time so despite all this you know uh, all saying that you know kerala is really good with football we haven't seen we haven't really won anything in a very long time so uh, to win a league is fantastic and uh, unfortunately i think the reception was a little subdued because i think and I, i and this is a very uh, tricky area and i've tried explaining this a lot and this is my personal theory and there is no i'm not saying this is the truth but um, i feel uh, most of the malayali fans are like there is a good chunk of malayali fans who are both supporters of kerala blasters and gokulam okay fortunately the marketing strategy uh, deployed by gokulam i don't know maybe 
maybe I am reading things into it, but it sort of has always been like, hey, we are better than Kerala Blasters, or we don't care about Kerala Blasters, or we are the ones winning titles. So that has sort of created a, a a a big sort of a rift between these these two clubs. And what is not helping is that a lot of fans are being caught there, and I think most of the fans. Because Kerala Blasters is the older club, and because they are playing in the more glamour league and all that, I think tend to go with the Kerala Blasters gang. So I think even when a lot of people want to celebrate, they are caught in this conflict, you know, because they, uh, you know, they they taking a ticket Kerala Blasters, they are reminding everybody that you know the team in yellow has not won anything. So uh, that that conflict, I think, spoiled a, a lot. I mean, what should have been a bigger celebration? Um, I think for Kerala, it's it's fantastic. I think everybody who loves Kerala football, despite the team that you support, should be really enjoying the fact that you know there is football, you know there's a trophy that's coming up. Because trophies, let's be very honest, inspire another generation of footballers to come through. They be like, hey, you know our team is big, our team has won something. You know we want to go play for Kolkata one day, we want to play for Kerala Blasters one day. So, uh, uh, I I feel there should have been more celebration. There should have been more recognition. From the state as well, I think it also got lost in the whole election drama. Unfortunately, uh, the state was occupied with you know the the, the elections coming through. So, I think the chief minister could not congratulate or uh, uh, the, the the other ministers, the other parties could not go there, be part of the process, bring their party cadre there. So, uh, I feel bad for both of them. I think they deserve much. I think it's it's a bigger achievement than the Durand Cup. I mean, it is a bigger achievement. It is, yeah. So, um, I feel bad for them, but I am also happy that uh, I know a lot of them personally in, in, in their management, from their CEO to operations manager, and they're all really hardworking, clever individuals, and they were sure of this. They wanted this from day one, and that's what I like about both of them. They were not, you know, playing there for a mid-table position. Their objective was not to just become a feeder club and make money. They were there to win a title. That was clear from the from the president, from the CEO to to everyone in that uh, in that squad. And for them to achieve this in a very short time, I think it's remarkable. And uh, personally, I would like to say you know congratulations. And I I hope I really really hope you keep carrying on because I think for women's team, for men's team, it's very important that a um, a team from Malabar exists. And I'm glad you mentioned the women's team because it, they are in a unique position to have the champions of India in the men's and women's. Um, yeah, if we count the ID as champions of India, and why not? We should do. Um, so, but by the sound of it, it seems like a well-run club. If they've got this sort of positivity in terms of uh, supporting the women's team and obviously the men's team as well, because we've talked about it before. This isn't a, a, a how shall I say, a cheap um, thing to do. It needs a lot of finance and dedication and yeah. support. Yeah. Uh, I do want to comment on Bell Run Club because uh, I still think it's a myth in India. There are obviously a lot of problems. If you were following the news early in the season, Gokulam did uh, you know, come under the radar for not paying the wages of a player and you know, going to the court and the court declaring that you know the fine should be paid to him. Well, can and, I just clarify when I say well run in India, I'm being relative. Yeah. So relatively, yes. Yeah. Relatively, yes, definitely. And again, I don't want to get into the details yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, but I think it'll look unfair now that I'm pointing out these mistakes immediately after a win. It'll almost look like I'm a Kerala Blasters fan who's you know upset and I want to pick out, you know. Because this has happened with I think all the clubs in India, let's be very honest. It's not just uh, something that has happened with Gokulam. But as a journalist, as a lover of football, as somebody also who cares for human rights, I think it's important, and we still keep reminding everyone that hey, things are not flawless. You know, making a you know, I, I think uh, the same has been said about Minerva a lot of times. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been said about a lot of other clubs as well, the Kolkata clubs, for example. They're phenomenally, I mean, they're very successful clubs, but uh, they've often been called out for the way they've treated their players. So things can still improve. But at least in terms of intention, in terms of what they want to achieve on the field, I think Gokulam is right up there amongst the best teams in the country. And obvi uh, obviously, after the um, the win, uh, there was talk about you know playing in the ISL, and they said, yeah, we've set a target of playing in the ISL without paying the fee, which means in a couple of years' time, 
and I'm asking you to look into the future, but um, do you think they, they are able to sustain themselves in the ISL? Do you think yeah. the backing will come once they get to that stage? Because obviously financially yeah. it's a big step up without the fee. Yeah, but they are uh, they are backed by a, a financially good group. I mean, not, not necessarily as big as Jindal or anything, but definitely a big group. And I think with success, if they can get a good marketing team, uh, getting them a lot of sponsors, they have a good stadium, it also comes significantly cheaper than say Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium in Kochi so that way they can uh, you know cut down a lot of expense in that side as well and Malbar is a football hub that is where football is really really consumed and loved so if they can uh, you know make that unit really well polished I don't see why they can't be playing in ISF uh, but then again it really depends on uh, the owners and whether they want to do it or not uh, is there any you know is there any owners on on them to play there then is there something uh do you because as of now we've, we've listened to Rohit, we've listened to a lot of people saying you know, it's it's a leaking it's a bleeding industry yeah. Yeah. Money. even jindal uh Parth jindal came out and said you know they're making a loss of around 25 crores every year so mm. the question is would they be interested in making that loss that's all it'll that's be interesting once this uh, promotion relegation comes, that an I League club will say, nah, we'd, we'd rather stay in the I League. We don't want to get promoted because of the financial repercussions. But and, uh, and the and the opposite, right? Which team is going to be? Uh, I don't I don't know any ISL team who's going to be okay being relegated. Yeah, They're, yeah. You know, going to spend so much money and play in a in a second division. So it's mm. going to be given it happens. As a neutral observer, it's all fun. But well, absolutely, and uh, totally neutral as well. But uh, somebody that might, you know, one day witness this. What would a local? And this is a proper derby. It will be like the Kolkata derby if we get to that stage, because you know we talk about Hyderabad, Kerala, uh, Kerala, uh, Bengaluru. We're calling them derbies at the moment. But if you get Gokulam there against the Blasters, that will be a proper derby. It'll be uh, one. Ah. It is not a proper derby if in British standards. The two different cities in the one same state, though. Again, I'm talking relative same. to India. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but it will be some atmosphere. Oh yes, oh yes. I think uh, we've already seen it in a couple of KPL matches, Kerala Premier League matches, where uh, when there's blasters versus Gokulam, a lot of fans, you know, come on both sides and they uh, they wear their colours and there's a lot of chanting and all that. Imagine that happening in a larger scale. Oh my God, it'll be a lot of fun. And just like we were discussing about, you know, a family having two political parties and existing, I think that's going to be the same for football as well. I thought there's going to be one son who's a Blasters fan, the other son is going to be a, um, a Gokulam fan, and daughter who's going to be supporting a third team. Because there's Kerala United, again, from the same space, uh, emerging really strong in the Kerala Premier League. So that's also a team that wants to play in the I League. So a lot of potential, a lot of. Um, lot of interesting combination that is something amazing to look forward to um but um in a couple of years we might be talking about it you never know um but the other thing that happened was our national team played for the first time um after a long long time uh, in a couple of friendlies and um you know there was a lot of comments positive comments after the first game against oman a bit of a reality check in the second game against the uae um Overall, what were your thoughts of the friendlies? How they panned out? Some of the I, positive I, news that you know the fans were bringing out after the Oman game. Overall, what are your thoughts over those two games and where Steamac is taking us? I, I like the bait, Bharat. I really like the bait where you keep saying, you keep stressing on the word positive, because you know, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very tricky word in Indian football because despite whatever we do, there are a lot of positives. And I just, remember, I just remember reading a tweet, I think, two hours back, where uh, some another journalist was accusing the same thing about an IPL, about how, you know, in IPL, uh, all these clubs can do no wrong to the fans, you know, they're, they're, they're all positives, despite loss, it's all positive. And I'm wondering if this is now some, uh, uh, it's an Indian thing now, we can't see the negatives or we're, we're too afraid to call it out because suddenly, if you call out your plastic or you don't care or 
Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to call it out before you do. I thought there were poor performances. I thought the... Uh, In both matches. Yeah, I thought we were lucky against Oman. I know we eked out a draw, but Oman had a penalty saved. A very, I think we discussed it off the air that even I could have saved that penalty <laughs> uh, by even taking a drink and saving it. It was that poor. Um, but, you know, I... I read the messages after the game and, you know, people were saying, you know, good performance against a good team. Yeah, they were a very good team. But I was disappointed in both of all, both of those games. I was disappointed in the way Igor decided to uh, give so many debuts. Um, my thoughts were, we haven't got a long, long time before the actual games against uh, Afghanistan, Qatar and Bangladesh. I think he should have played his best team in both those games, yeah, give a couple of um, players a few, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to give him a bit of uh, game time at that state in that level. But overall, I found it disappointing, both the games. Performance, and, the uh, selections. Yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing more to add. It's been disappointing. Uh, you you told me that uh, you wanted Stimaz to play his uh, favourite level or his top level. But do you really think he knows his favorite level? No. I, I, I really doubt if he knows. And uh, it's 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 all nice to give uh, youngsters a debut and all. But you've not been part of the entire ISL where you had access to these players. You could have sat in the bubble, uh, you know, no disturbance, no audience to disturb you. You could have sat with your team, analyzed, you know, eked out a good plan. Where were you? Nobody knows where this, uh, you know, the coach was, and suddenly you come, you give all these players a chance, and I'm wondering how, like, what did you see, what did you observe to, you know, come to this conclusion that this player should be playing? It's, it's almost the coaching is almost like a PR gimmick now. You know, how, how to make fans happy? You give these players, um, you know, the opportunity to just go play. I miss Stephen Constantine. I really do miss him because, you know. At least he didn't care about what people were thinking. He would still, you know, insist on his favorite level and you know play, even though there were a couple of dicey calls as to like why this player was making it. But like, see, I mean, I think a lot of people were crit uh, criticizing um, Constantine when Nazri used to play. But now, under under uh, in in Hyderabad this season, he played a really good season. So the talent was always there. Uh, similarly with Borke's. Uh, Constantine was the first to believe that uh, midfielder. And look how much he's evolved. <clears throat> so, um, I don't know what Simak is thinking at the moment. I'm uh, I'm a little upset. Uh, we've been discussing this for over more than a year now, for sure. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing that he's go his contract is going to get extended. And I'm just wondering. Mm -hmm. I wish my job was this easy that I didn't have to perform and I still, you know, get a raise or get the contract extended or things like that. We are expected to deliver more in our uh, smaller jobs. So why is the uh, you know, coach of national team exempted from it? So it's a little it's a little bizarre and I mean I was not surprised with the results. I was expecting India to lose and there were also a lot of accusations uh, uh, made by prominent figures saying they didn't even get to fly business class, they were sent in economy, they were not given good accommodation, this, that. So a lot of murkiness surrounding the whole uh, uh, whole event. Nothing new for Indian football, but just putting it out there. It's nothing new, but um, you know, we, we, we thought we were progressing, especially when um, Stephen took us to the uh, AFC last time. You know, and uh, we saw the World Cup group. I was quite positive, but then obviously the results didn't justify that. And then we are going to play two teams that we should be beating quite comfortably, but we managed. We couldn't beat them in the first uh, round of these games against Bangladesh. Let, let's forget the Qatar result. That was a defensive game. and uh, That's not going to get you any, any far in any qualifying or any tournaments by playing that sort of a game on a regular basis. So Qatar away, yeah, that was a, uh, you know, uh, one of those games that, yeah, good result. And we got a lot of, <laughs> so I used the positive word again out of that. But, you know, uh, but we've got Bangladesh and Afghanistan. We both know they're not going to be easy games because they should be on paper easy games for us against those two teams. But they're not, not going necessarily. to be. Not necessarily. No, but when you look at the structures of uh, where Afghanistan football is for a start, all those players are probably, hardly any of them are playing, you know, 
uh, at the level that the ISL players are playing regularly in India. And the support, in, all right, they're probably through the economy, economy class this time, but, uh, you know, the, the amount of money that the players are getting in comparison to uh, overall Bangladesh and Afghanistan, we should be beating them comfortably. Forget the size of the nation, but just the way that our top players are being um, uh, supported. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's uh, not going to be that way. It's not going to be that way. We know they're going to be tough games. And I, I know. I, I, we discussed this in, in our podcast. You know, we discussed when the group was announced that, you know, uh, you, know you, you were fairly optimistic. I was like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a couple of wins here and there is all we can expect simply because. We only see our league, you know, we just see players compete with each other in a 10, 10 team league and it's really, it's not really large enough to really sit and understand. So, a Liston or a Ashish Rai, they might look really nice in, in our Indian setup, but that doesn't really always transpire into a national team squad. We are playing with a different set of players. Uh, it's never the same. So, I am a little, uh, I kind of knew this is going to happen. Uh, Bangladesh has got a very decent league. Let's uh, not forget that fact. Abani Dhaka constantly beats um, Indian teams. Um, and uh, Afghanistan, I mean, barring the war, I mean, the war really affected them a lot. But apart from that, they, they're also a footballing nation by its soul. They, they play football the most and uh, a lot of uh, players sort of see football as a great escape from poverty, from country, for a lot of reasons. So, they have much more to play for, and let's never underestimate that. You know, I'm sure as a Leicester fan, you understand that. You know, the, the underdogs will die for uh, whatever it takes. So, um, we're and a top six team now. Yeah, they, 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 no, you are a regular <laughs> top six team now. Yeah, no, no, sorry, carry on. As a, as a, as a Leicester fan during the uh, 90s and 2000s. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know yes. what you meant. I was just being flippant. <laughs> Yeah, let's not go to the Premier League. So, and uh, yeah, so I, I kind of expected this, uh, to be really honest. Uh, this, is, this is never going to be easy. And we were sitting there thinking that, you know, we, we are, I, uh, let's be really honest, the players have this, um, I'm not necessarily blaming the players. I think the fans are also equally involved. They're all just big fish in small ponds, you know. This is not the world. This is not the football world. It's just an ISL. It's a small league and like, uh, there's hardly any challenge there. It's just tightly packed, so it's not always the best football because you have to, you know, constantly travel, travel, travel. You're playing three matches in a week in like three different parts of, uh, you know, a huge country. It's not the best football. We we just think it's the best football because that's all we've got. We're comparing it with I League. Mm-hmm. We don't often see the AFC Champions League, for example, to know what is the quality in Asia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, this was bound to happen and. It's good that it's happening, but what's the reaction? There's no reaction. We're getting a new contract extended. I uh, think if we don't finish third, he should he, he he should be sacked. If his contract is not up, definitely not be renewed, but definitely not extended. I think um, it would be cast as a huge disappointment um, because for him to get a contract extension and us not finish third in that group, you need to see some progress. You need to see. You know your team's going somewhere. You can you need to see we're challenging the likes of Oman. Uh, we're challenging the likes of UAE. Forget Qatar; they're a different level. Uh, but we're not there. I mean, you just saw in the football. All right, there's you could get troll out. You know, if you're really really passionate fan and only see positives, yeah, you can see a lot of uh, mitigation. But the level of football. The passing, it just was a different standard. And let's not forget Oman, the size of that country. And then look at their league. All their players play in the Omani league. Same with the UAE. Um, I keep, you know, talking about the uh, size of the nation, but obviously it's got to do with the finances and the money that goes into it. But it's also what you do with that money. And um, it's a desire. It's a desire from the board. From the... It's from the federation. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they want to win something. I'm sure the politicians also put some pressure on or the king or everybody. You know, there is obviously a lot of pressure saying, hey, I want results. Give me results. And then that pressure sort of seems insecure. It's just like, you know, ah, if you play football, it's fine. Like, okay. 
uh, whatever, like. I think the players, I can excuse them for a bit, you know, uh, another year, another two years, maybe, because like you, like you quite rightly mentioned, the league is not the easiest league to play in because of the, the number of games and the conditions and what have you. So, yeah, but the Federation, and I think um, it's well overdue now. They need to, well, we know they've been needing to be called out for a long time, but, you know, fans need to say what it is and, you know, it's not good enough now. Uh, it's just not good enough, and um, we need to st start building something. Um, As somebody who's lived see. in India all his life, um, the change is going to happen without government intervention, I'm telling you. It, it won't happen if government is in charge. I, I'm not saying I'm pro-privatization or anything of that sort. What I'm trying to say is that the change will happen when an individual or a society forms a small group. They they improve football in that particular location. Identify a star player. The star player goes to a big league. That fame is going to then take this nation forward. That is the only escape. You know, it's it's, it's almost like Yao. What Yao Ming did for basketball in China. Uh, suddenly Yao Ming played in the NBA, and suddenly everybody wanted to play basketball. They, they thought basketball was a serious career option. So it is going to take that. Um, the faster we identify that, you know, big talent and faster we, you know, get them abroad and playing in top leagues at the age of 21, 22, that is when I think we'll have a, that is when India is going to like really grow big. Like there's going to be like a tangible improvement. Otherwise, we're going to stick around this, you know. And yeah. it might take years, it might take 10 years, but this is the level we're going to consistently be at. Yeah, and it, it's the fans um, that are going to suffer having to live through this uh, as well. You know, having the hopes uh, built up and uh, then not being realised. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens in the qualifiers, which are in June. And um, hopefully Stimac by then will have his uh, ideal 11. Um, by then, he will know what his best team is. He will stop all this... Uh, yeah, giving trials and changes and what have you. I understand playing, you play the best 11 for a particular game, but we, I don't know, it's far away from knowing what your best team is. It's, it's not a good sign. But we'll see what happens. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit more. And um, like I said, if we don't finish third, in my eyes, that's a, that's a, a failure. Uh, but um, we hope, as always, being Indian football fans. Uh, but. Um, uh, there's always hope. <laughs> uh, but um, you mentioned uh, the uh, AFC Champions Leagues and the other clubs. It is uh, Champions League week um, uh, and for Bengaluru, it's their qualifying game against um, a team from Nepal. I think it's Nepal Army. Um, but um, looking at Goa's group, um, it just shows that they're in a very, very tough group. Even, you know, it's going to be a tough stage at the Champions League group stage, but the teams from Iran, uh, Qatar, I think it is, and uh, UAE, and a couple of them being managed by the likes of Laurent Blanc and somebody you will know, uh, Anteng, um the Dutch coach as well. Uh, it's not going to be easy for Goa. Absolutely not, which is fun, which is fun, I think, you know. So they've got their back. And uh, for a team like Goa, this used to dominating the domestic league, I, I want to see how they adapt. Now, this is going to be more of a defensive performance uh, as much as they love to attack. And I think, see, inherently, I feel that Indian teams should be designed that way. A counter-attacking unit that is tightly backed in defense. And Goa can do that. You know, Goa has potential to do that. And also the attacking force to hit that goal on the counter. So, I think it will be nice. I, I'm going to really sit there and enjoy these matches even if, say, Goa loses by Goal, three goal. I want to see how they're going to be, you know, be tactically prepared for it. And this, let's also be honest, this is how you know our, our Indian league is going to get eyeballs. Because, again, we might think ISL is big and uh, people are watching it and all that. But like within Asia, I don't think ISL has got so much clout and it's not like everybody's watching. So to have these big teams, very big teams, come to our uh, play matches, uh, very exciting, actually. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, observing these matches. Um, thankfully, there's broadcast as well, so can watch these matches. And uh, I hope 
go against a few points. I have faith in them. I always like it when we are facing the the bigger teams. I think Indian mentality is to sort of you know uh, when when we have our backs uh, against the wall and then then we perform. So I hope that uh, you know that kicks in and uh, we come up with our solution to this problem. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how they cope. I mean, obviously, the first team from India to get to this stage um, because of the allocation. But uh, like I said, the Iranians are, are the team to beat. But then when you look at the team from Qatar uh, being managed by Laurent Blanc, it tells you their ambitions. And then uh, the team from, I think, the UAE, Awada, um, being managed by uh, former Chelsea assistant coach, then. Karte, I think is how you pronounce it. So, you know, that's the level that the Indian clubs are now, if they want to get any further, that's at the group stage. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I, if it was a couple of years back, we could have said that, hello, we're being, Goa is being managed by Zico. So they'll be like, whoa, my God, there's Zico, <laughs> this is side that's managed by. Good point. Yeah, no, fair so, point. Fair point. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I take that. So, It'll be interesting to see, but uh, we should see uh, BFC uh, progress uh, against the Nepal club, but um, it'll be uh, interesting to see how BFC... I, I, I'm just happy that somebody like Shiv Shakti has been uh, taken in the squad. He is, uh, I think for the last two years, everybody's been raving about this kid who can't stop scoring goals. You know, he's, he's scored in all the levels. He performed really well for the Bangalore uh, junior teams as well. So. He's part of the squad. I really want to see him. I've been waiting for 18-year-olds, 19-year-old strikers to go out there and play a few matches. I hope, I really hope BFC is going to you know promote this talent. Similarly with Ishan Pandita, I hope he gets time, especially with, I like him, yeah. uh, with Angulo not part of the squad. I think uh, they have to, because of the 3 plus 1 rule, uh, rely on our Indian strikers as well. So, I hope these guys get some you know, game time and yeah, and it was good to see an Indian striker topping the I-League um, scoring charts as well. Vidya uh, Sagar Singh, I think, or... Yeah, I hope he's not going to go to a, an ATK or one of those Well, squads. somebody, a striker, that is going to ATK, uh, which is a bit of a surprise to me. Liston. Um, and going to compete against... Uh, do you think like, they'll keep Krishna and Williams or Williams? They've got Manvir as well. Yeah, Manvir is there, but uh, you know they've got three strikers at the moment. Do you think uh, they've, they'll... they've got Marcelino as well? Yes, they if they sign. So I don't know what they're intending to do. They've got a lot of talent, and let's be honest. Uh, even though he was being played out of position, I thought in Sociedad they had the best left forward in the country at that point when they signed him. I know he's he suffered injury. So what happens when both Sosay and Lister is fit? Uh, Suse was playing as a wing back, but I don't think that is the best position. He should be like attacking the goal all the time. So, if I were like a smaller team, like a like an Odisha, like Kerala Plus, I'd be like, hmm, can Suse be lured? Somehow, you know, can we get him on board? Can we get Joby Justin? He's there. He's there. Yeah. Uh, he was top scorer in East Bengal, and the next season he went and you know sat on the bench for 80k. So, uh, all these players are up and available. I think if you if you if you put money, but. I'm not a big fan of this ATK and hoarding all these players. Uh, I, I think like they might not re-sign Williams. They'll probably keep Krishna. Um, but Williams had a superb ending to the season. He, was he did. He did. But uh, you know, he's 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 on the other side of 33, whereas Liston is uh, on the right side of um, the 20s, uh, 22, 23, something like that. So maybe and Monvera like um, it might be uh, something towards the uh, short-term future. We all thought we all thought Mumbai was going to buy the league, but they have uh, they have good competition, and which Mumbai, is good, which is good, which is which is good. But uh, I, I feel, kind of feel bad for Mumbai. I don't think they do this much. Uh, they have been at least they let Farooq go. They are letting uh, Sarthak go. So yeah, they are at least not keeping players. They're not part of the plans. But in ATK, you see a lot of players just stuck there with like really no place. So. But we'll but see in the summer if Liston moving, it starts a bit of a merry-go-round and um, players start moving and if Rohan's um, listening, which we know he does now and again, uh, hopefully he's taken on board what you said as well. So that'll be interesting. Um, I, I think he's a great player. I think Sosera is one of the best players I've watched. Very, uh, very talented. It's just that he's 
play in the same role as Nanda. So, okay. who do you, you know, who do you replace? But, but uh, yeah. As a Chelsea fan, do we, do we need strikers? Sorry? As a Chelsea fan, do we need strikers after yesterday's performance? Oh my God, I, even though I still feel Kai Havertz should have scored a few more goals, uh, uh, yeah, there is a possibility. I, I, in fact, I've always maintained this idea that if uh, to, uh, if India is going to try to replace Anjali, it has to come from uh, wide forwards like Changte. Uh, I, I used to mention Suseraj a lot back then, or any of these you know exciting wingers because. To get to Sunil Chetri, exact replacement is going to be difficult. Even Madhvir isn't exactly Sunil Yeah, he's not the same. Yeah. We'll have to find those goals from multiple sources. And uh, so, yeah, maybe like a Chelsea model like yesterday can work. But I, I think don't think you can call it a Chelsea model. I think the Man City model where they play without strikers. Yeah, and also I think it was more of a desperation from Chelsea with really yeah. uh, <laughs> not scoring a lot of goals. And I've always felt that that is Pulisic's best position to play in the left flank. I think he's he's actually more lethal than Warner if you look at uh, the opportunities that come his way. He, he scores way more goals. So uh, yeah, I mean in terms of Chelsea, it's also very interesting to see how they're going to go ahead considering his his performance. But it it was a performance I wasn't expecting. Uh, but uh, I saw the highlights. I didn't see the game, but um, uh, wonderful, wonderful goals and. Um, you know, and dominated the, do, dominated the match. It wasn't just the fourth goal. Crystal Palace isn't an easy place usually. Um, yeah, I know they're not one of the top Maybe teams. Not. But um, talking of the top teams, uh, big game for uh, Leicester City in half an hour or so. I never thought we'd have such a crucial game uh, against West Ham. And uh, but um, I've just seen the lineups and Madison's not playing, but we got Kalechi and Vardy um, playing up front. Um, but West Ham are. Uh, one of those teams that are on form and it's a ceiling Sorry, well, exactly. Nobody thought he was going to go and do that. Um, and I, now I, I know it might sound surprising, but I've always liked Lingard. I thought he was a very good player. I think it's probably like uh, Mount in some way where Chelsea fans sort of never understood why Mount was so you know favorite, but you could understand why the managers were playing. I think Lingard was always good. If you give him a chance, he would score goals. It just had like a the social media really took his case. I think the United uh, fan base really went all toxic on him. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He had he, profile, uh, yeah, his profile didn't help. But also, he got a good grounding because he was on loan at Leicester City um, when he was starting up. So, he got a good grounding um, for his future career. But no, I've been really impressed with West Ham this year uh, and their position and the way they play. Uh, so it's going to be a very tough game, but it's getting very tight now there for the uh, top four positions, um, especially yeah. Liverpool with their late winner. Um, and Tottenham. I think West Ham, uh, Tottenham, Everton, all of them are in the reckoning for their fourth position. It's just a matter of six points, seven points, separating all these teams. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but I'll take a point right now. Three would be incredible, um, but um, we'll see what happens. And... Um, you always like uh, a proper football fan. You live in hope. <laughs> That's Indian fans. Um, but no, fantastic. Again, we talked over a lot of things that have happened in the past few weeks. Incredible journey that you've had as well. And um, it's good to be back with the football show. Uh, there will be football shows uh, coming up uh, on a regular basis, hopefully. Uh, there's plenty. There's always talk, uh, a lot to talk about. There. And, um, uh, it, and obviously... We can't end without you telling us how um, the Kerala State League, you mentioned a couple of um, points about the uh, the games that are happening. How's the uh, State League going? Well, it's it's actually going quite well. I mean, despite uh, the lack of audience and difficulty in broadcast and all that, uh, because the big teams are suffering. It's uh, the, the group, uh, one group that uh, Kovalam and the Kerala Blasters are part of is being taught by a college team. All right. Yeah, it's got a Marathanish's college uh, based in uh, the, it's, it's in a place called Kodamangalam, which is on the extremes of Kochi uh, district, the Narayan district. Uh, they are the ones stopping the group now, the very exciting matches. I really loved, I had gone for the game yesterday, but really loved the second half where both teams were at each other's neck and a lot of good chances, a lot of good football being played as well. I mean, it was actually very, 
cathartic but the sort of a very it was sort of really it was like finally a football match because i think going to really bad football matches just where you you, you just want to just look at the phone and not like really look at what is happening on the ground so to finally get a good half of uh, football was uh, quite nice for me as well so but yeah uh, kerala premier league was really doing well a lot of players have emerged from it as well um, uh, there is no guarantee that uh, this is going to be a semi final or a final with kokulam and uh, kerala blasters and we might see new teams as well so uh, great time i'm hoping to catch a match on uh, tuesday as well where kerala blasters are playing kokulam um, hopefully uh, that also be very interesting encounter and is it being covered by sir It's it's there on YouTube. All right. Okay. What's the streaming? All right. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, and we'll keep um talking about the Kerala League as well uh, as it progresses to the uh, conclusion. And um, like I said, a lot of football happening outside India as well. So we'll keep on talking about that. But as always, fantastic speaking to you uh, after this um, break that we've had. Well, I've had, not you, but. Uh, really good uh, talking to you today um i know things are not going well in terms of covid back home and they're going very badly in fact and uh, i hope it turns around very very quickly and you get to the state where thankfully we are seem to be in in england um so but um main point is stay safe my friend and um yeah. we'll talk to you again enjoy, soon enjoy enjoyed being back in the podcast been away <laughs> fantastic you take care my friend